Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pop Culture Period Piece Podcast. I'm Laura. I'm Julie. And today we're going to talk about a pop culture period piece. We are an animation August. Um, my birthday month, just saying. And um, but before we get, oh, and give it our super scientific rating, obviously, um, afterwards. But before we get there, Julie, recommendations. Yes. <laughs> um. I would like to recommend two things. I would like to recommend the app Canopy with a K mm-hmm. and the app Hoopla. Um, similar to Libby and Overdrive, you're able to borrow from your library. But the thing about Canopy is that it's like specific to um, video content, like movies and TV. Um, and Hoopla, you can also get books. But again, you can borrow videos from your library as well. Um, and a lot of those videos are streaming now. It's not like the library is like sending you a VHS. Yeah. Although if they ever do, I'm going to be so excited. <laughs> Sorry. I'm having comedy bears. Okay. With my light again. If you're watching the YouTube. It's a very like Stranger Things vibe right now. And I almost hummed the Stranger Things song, but in my head I was like, wait, I'm humming X-Files. With God. Um, get him to swap places. Uh, actually, here's my recommendation listen to all kate bush songs like that song mm-hmm. that song mm-hmm. slaps but like all of her songs do and especially if you love wuthering heights the book wuthering heights the song is so good that's my recommendation is it because i didn't have another one planned yes and that one <laughs> yes um Hey, I'm Tori. I'm Justin. And I'm Ryan. Have you always wanted to explore the world of sports but haven't found an accessible barrier of entry? Or maybe you're just a sports expert who wants to laugh about who won, who lost, and who makes way too much money. Or maybe you just want to understand Ted Lasso better. Regardless of your relationship with sports, Good Game is there to break it down for you. It's a podcast about sports for rookies, veterans, and everyone in between. Whatever is happening in sports, Justin, Tori, and I will be there to talk through it all. With jokes, hot takes, and sometimes literal tears. So check out Good Game, a Trident Network podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah. So today, my pick. (laughs) Just so excited. Uh, We're going to talk about Anastasia. Can I (laughs) I may cry a little bit. I need you to know what was going through my head when you when mentioned stranger things uh-huh um joe carey steve harrington yeah we all love him yeah um and yesterday i had brunch with um a family that was in town they used to work with their dad at a theme park in virginia but mm-hmm. the kids i used to babysit they're Aww. no longer kids like one yeah. just graduated college one just graduated high school yeah but like at one point during the brunch the high schooler was like oh blah blah, blah joe carey so hot and i was like oh no <laughs> and i just remembered that moment i was like i have to look him up okay he's 30 we're fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm now in my hot dad era and like I well, I was. But that's the thing is that he's like such a babysitter to those kids. No, I'm all about Hopper. Um, I, I do not. We'll get to Anastasia in a minute. But like I, and I also realized that another one of my toxic traits, probably my most toxic trait, is that I will not finish a show or finish a book 
if I don't want the story to end. Mm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. I truly like for me to finish Obi-Wan, I was like, you got to do it. You got to do it. Otherwise you'll like, people are going to spoil it for you. Like we're at that point. And I, yeah. Cause I was like, but I don't want it to be over. Like I want <laughs> to hang out with you and some more and I want to hang out with Obi-Wan and I love that series, but stranger things season four, I haven't started. Cause I'm like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to learn more because then we're closer to the end um and I have like three books that I'm working on now that I'm like 75% done with all three of them but I'm I'm so like uh, um yeah so that's just a weird toxic trait of mine uh and it may be abandonment issues and that's fine I'll talk about it in therapy um god I love therapy I love therapy so much um if listeners if you're not in therapy um highly recommend uh, if you're one of our listeners from Pittsburgh, there are a lot of uh, free, <laughs> you're never, I'm so, I'm so in the dark. Um, there are a lot of like Jedi mind trick people to go to therapy. Yes. These are, <laughs> these are not the outlets you are looking for by outlets. I mean, like to anyway, Anastasia, <laughs> Anastasia, Nikolaeva, Romanov. Um, I, so for, individuals who don't know what it's about it is an animated feature film about the russian revolution and the death of the royal family one daughter they think may have made it out alive this is because um they didn't because of military reasons or whatever they didn't i'm also throwing in historical facts here i'm so sorry but they didn't release where the bodies were so nobody knew who actually died and who actually didn't and so they believe that anastasia was still alive um which is so interesting that like that was the child that they chose through lore like she wasn't the oldest daughter Mm -hmm. she wasn't the youngest Mm -hmm. well she i mean so later on they did have two bodies missing and then they flexi and maria yeah and then they found yeah uh and they found them pretty recently like while we've been alive mm-hmm. um if you're younger than us and you're like that was a long time ago just shut the fuck up anyway <laughs> and take a shot um but <laughs> but uh yeah and so it it's um and then they find one girl two con artists are trying to find a girl that's like close enough to get the reward money and they find the actual girl and there's a love story and usually we are down on love stories that are not needed but this one's beautiful and that is my not googled summary and this is why julie googles because i just ramble we are two very different people I know, but it's funny because then whenever I Google, I get like mad at the summary by the end. And I'm like, I disagree with this. I should do my own summary. <laughs> and me, I'm like, and then this happened. And then this happened. Yeah. So I'll open the floor up to you. Um, Just like general thoughts or. Yeah. Let's just go. This was one that I was like on Google the entire time. Like anything, mm. ha- any, anytime something happened, I was like, wait a minute, did that happen? Mm-hmm. Like, obviously Bartok was real. Yes. Bad. Like pff, 100%. Duh. Um, oh my God. Terrence McNally wrote this. Mm-hmm. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, and so this is one where similar to the greatest showman, where it's so far off from any nuggets of reality of what happened Mm -hmm. 
And also, it's based on a family that's like not good. Like, mm-hmm. same thing with Greatest Showman, Barnum Bailey. Which one was he? Barnum. PT Barnum. Barnum. Yeah, he was a shit human being, like a terrible yeah. human being. And they could have done that musical with anyone that's like, hey, this person has a gold heart and wants to start a circus. Um, I feel like that could have happened with Anastasia, but also mm-hmm. we have the benefit of like, I think even when this movie came out, they still hadn't found the bodies. Yeah, they didn't. So it really yeah. wasn't like Anastasia, nobody knew where any of them were. Yeah. Um, but it was it was very very interesting to like read like some of the stuff but it it was just like like when she like goes to the winter palace and it's completely abandoned mm-hmm. I, tody watched with me our friend who was on the little princess episode mm-hmm. we were both like did that really happen they just like abandoned a palace mm-hmm. um and i didn't <laughs> well part of it was like part of it they used for like a military base yeah yeah well but they um so when I watched it the very first time, because my mom took me in theaters, um, is this going to be like this is the prop I got when I went to the theater? No, no. You're always like I went to the theater when it came out, and they gave me a newspaper because of the newsies or whatever. No, I do have every every Anastasia piece of merch. I really actually think I do. Um, I was obsessed. I even have like. Oh, like, I was here. Oh, so I was did a thing. <laughs> um but no i went my so we went to the theater and it's like rasputin conjuring demons and my mother turns to me and she goes just so you know this is not how it actually happened and i was 10 and i was like why and even in my 10 year old little sass i wanted to be like why do you think i thought this is how it actually happened <laughs> but then i um because of where i lived i lived in like a a little city outside the city of Pittsburgh and you could walk everywhere and I could walk to the library. So I was 10. I had my library card. I walked to the library the next day and I got three books, three very thick books about the Russian revolution. And I started reading and like, it has not stopped since, but I want to know what happened in the writer's room when they started, when they pitched this and they're like, okay, so there's this guy who was a pastor that they like all believed in, but he was like really sexual and had orgies everywhere. What are we going to do with that? Oh, we're going to make him the villain. And he's going to be voiced by Christopher Lloyd. (laughs) And like, that's, that is the, the reality to script is fascinating to me about this movie. Yes. Yeah. 100, 100%. Yeah. Um, And I, yeah um oh i highly recommend if you want i love this movie but if you want a really good um it's like half documentary half movie tv series it's called the last czars it's on netflix it's so good i might have seen this you've probably watched this there was something i watched at some point where they were talking about Mm -hmm when the family was executed mm-hmm. in the first round of like uh, well, a bullet fire hellfire mm-hmm. yeah gunfire the first round of gunfire the women didn't die they had the because jewels. they had so much jewels sewn into their dresses was that in that document because that was like a nugget that like last night when we were watching i was like hey i remember this they didn't die right away <laughs> 
Um, yes. Sorry, my foot fell asleep again. So I'm just going to lean in <laughs> to my podcast booth. Um, yes, that is, that is accurate. And like, yeah, that's from that documentary. It's so good. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I don't understand how they got a movie this good, not based on reality, based on reality. You know what I mean? Like, yes it's if you think about like the pocahontas of it all yeah you know where you're just like it was too close and they were trying to make too many um points that were also not the right points to make and it aged badly and this movie is just like no this is still like weirdly fun yeah and maybe it's because they're basing it on the rumor yeah like they're not basing it on any reality other mm-hmm. than the fact that it's like yeah the bolsheviks like mm-hmm. overturned the government that happened that's true mm-hmm. what if anastasia really like it's a very much like what if yeah like what if this happened let's follow that what if this happened let's follow that um and it's like the the um humanized animals in this movie oh my gosh yes puka the dog dog just made my heart so happy and same Mm -hmm. about bartok like sweet Mm -hmm. little animal um and it was like (laughs) the the least um choices that hank azaria has made in a dialect so i appreciated that because yeah I know, I know where we are. Yep. <laughs> I know where we're going. Um, I love that Bartok has a character arc too. Like there's mm-hmm. so many like villain animal sidekicks that are like, I'm in it. I'm in it. Hold, bring me in for a sequel. And Bartok, Bartok has a sequel. Fun fact. I was just about to say. <laughs> That's how good he was. Um, but the fact that like he. I really want to take a picture of like how weirdly this is happening right now. Actually, you're you're doing that. I'm gonna open my door a crack because it's like 800 degrees in my yeah. closet. We do for you listeners. We do. <laughs> um, but like I, the fact that like he's like by the end with Anastasia and Dimitri and he's seen the whole thing, but at the beginning he's like, I'm gonna kick her and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really cool and it's such something that you don't see in a lot of um. Yeah, you see it from animals that, like, I guess the dog in Pocahontas kind of does that, but it's not as fun. It's sadder. <laughs> so, yeah. I also like that, and I think another reason why this movie works is that the ending is also hypothetical. Like, it's not like she gets reinstated mm-hmm. and then she's mm-hmm. a princess, and then they didn't change history. She's like, and then she fell in love and left, and her grandmother got what she wanted knowing she was alive. And here we are. So. And also the music in this. Yes. So good. Amazing. Um, I saw the musical mm-hmm. on Broadway. I did too. So we can talk about it. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> they made choices. Mm-hmm. Like it was very like, okay, I get it. You're like, oh, we can't do a musical and have a bad so mm-hmm. we'll cut Bartok. But like the fact that like Rasputin Wasn't was there. not an element of that musical 
was just because that is a historical figure like we know we know shit went down with him also like one of the scariest historical figures like i think that's the reason i keep coming back to well religious zealots in general i i mean i will i will read books all day long so like why do you have to read them we're living it uh, and that's why i'm reading currently a book called how to date keanu reeves in 90 days highly recommend <laughs> my Amazing. my my reading uh, has shifted greatly uh, in the last two years just because i need happiness um but yeah and like how could not that i'm an amazing writer but like how if they're gonna they the musical fans in it they lean a lot more towards reality um but they still used all the songs from the musical because yeah. they're so good yeah well and also rasputin was real and even if he wasn't still alive if you knew he was dead also if you have not looked up his death <laughs> um but he could be a figure of terror for her in her mental state yes like and, and we didn't need a love triangle like we didn't no. need the other guy yeah that was like that had a very one-sided like him dealing with his feelings towards her yeah like the tension between her and dimitri was enough it was perfect it was like mm-hmm. they tried to combine the like 1917 melodrama with mm-hmm. the cartoon and it was just such a yeah. weird choice like you had it in the musical just figure out how to put bartok there yeah I will say that, like, performance-wise, everyone was amazing. But, like, they were handed a hell of a script. And I cannot believe that musical stayed open as long as it did. I mean, I'm glad it did because I saw it, like, a month before it closed. But, (laughs) yeah. Um, I also love the fact that it was Meg Ryan... And it was one of the like voicing and like John Cusack and that, that we have a true like em- enemies to lovers trope, which mm-hmm. you don't have in a lot of animated films, especially when this one came out. We're starting to see yeah. it more, um, but it was always like, oh, we just met. Now we love each other and stargazing and all that. And they they work for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Also, how is John Cusack somehow even attractive as a cartoon? Um, the most this movie, Sexual Awakening, and like if you look at all the men I've ever dated, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. They were they're like Dimitri copy and paste that just get weirder. weirder. <laughs> yeah. Um, something else we were talking about. Um, Tony brought this up actually mm-hmm. is that Sophie, and especially for like this era of filmmaking like sophie is a curvy woman mm-hmm. and she is an object of affection mm-hmm. and it's never like made a thing that yeah. like oh she's cur-. like because so many film like thinking about like so many films what was the movie that we watched i don't know uh maybe i don't know but like you know how it's like oh this this curvy person's gonna like stumble trying to help and like hit things with her hips or whatever like just all of those tropes and this was just no this is this is a person this is her body shape and this is their body shape Mm -hmm. and she she is still a sexual object for this individual um without Mm -hmm. it being like oh he likes that type of way you know like it just for that era that was very forward thinking i think yeah and like yes tony good job and like i think that's still forward because it really there's nothing about it that's a thing Mm -mm. 
And so as a kid, I was like, yeah, that's Sophie. And she's kind hearted and auto, you know, and he, he is entranced by her. The fact that he's like getting closer to her is like, Sophie, my love diamond. Da, da, da. Um, and yeah. And she's fashionable and she's, you know, the one who's like, let me show you around town and let me get you up to speed in Paris. And people are into her. Like yeah. she's like an icon to people. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, I, I love this movie so much. I'm trying to think of what I want to say about it. I think that there, there is something really cool. I also love abandoned buildings. So this might either have started it or, Mm -hmm. (laughs) or, but like when she is going through that abandoned palace and she just like the ghosts appear around her. It, it just the aesthetic of that truly uh, changed my life <laughs> moving forward. And uh, like credit credit where credits due, like a movie like this, mm-hmm. it, like as, like you even compared in your case where it like compelled you a child to find out more about yeah. this. Like I don't know what set me off on wanting to learn more about Titanic, but I was that kid in elementary school that had all these books. Like I yeah. read. A night to remember i think in like sixth grade like yeah. i was young when i read it um so any any time a movie like this compels someone to be like i want to know more especially yeah. a kid like yeah as an adult i was like oh man imitation game i want to read more but as a kid to watch something like this and be like oh i want to know more mm-hmm. um the other cool thing is that we watched we watched all the credits because the music is so good um, we watch all the credits and it, yeah. you know, I love that era of let's take one of the songs from the musical and give it and a... into a pop song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bring but, it back. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things in the credits that I thought was really interesting is that in, in the movie, all those portraits, mm-hmm. they're actually based on actual family portraits that they have like cartoonized for the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that that was a really nice touch that they did that. Yeah. Like they could have just made their own paintings. Yeah. They, I mean, for them not going a ton on history, they did a lot, like her coronation dress, what they're wearing to the ball. Like, yeah, it's so good. And to go back on the, like being a little kid, it also to have the power of media and the power of children's films to make kids look outside of their world is phenomenal and there are some production companies that tend to lean on like we're going to teach kids about the world they live in now one two three and there are some production companies that are like let's expand their knowledge and let's give them a little taste of something else Mm -hmm. and we'll Mm -hmm. go from there and i just feel like especially like the don bluth era when it came to like Fern Gully, Anastasia, and American um, Tale. American too. Tale were just like really cool ways of being like, let's let's talk about something kind of like really important, but put it in a very digestible way for kids. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I think other, yeah, and other production companies may have that and be like but it's also not going to be digestible for kids like i love hunchback of notre dame i love it so much 
it has a tonal issue because it goes from like adult movie to kid movie every five every five minutes and then when they made that into a musical it was an adult musical and yeah that was not a musical for kids no and the movie really isn't if you take out the gargoyles it's not a movie for kids Mm -mm. um i love it because it has all my interests which is like religion being the power epicenter I'm so curious when Hunchback came out versus Anastasia. Because sometimes, you know, like when yeah. you see like one movie comes out, like a similar movie yeah. comes out. Okay, so. Let's, let's. T- Straight to the Googs. To gonna, the Googs. I feel like it came out probably right around the same time. Because I do remember, I know that, I know that Nutty Professor and Hunchback came out really close. Because my sister and I had a fight. 1996 were- was Hunchback. Okay. Anastasia, uh, it keeps pulling. I'm pulling up the Anastasia musical. 1997. Yeah. So who knows which came first? Yeah, and how long they were developing. Yeah. But it's always interesting when there's like similar movies that come out at the same time, but they both Mm -hmm. feel like a very adult take. Yeah. On a children's cartoon. Like when um, Rasputin's in like his purgatory and is like, pulling his like his pieces are falling out and he's like yeah. raging and like hurting the little like baby demon animals and I'm just like whoa I don't like yeah. I mean I, I don't know that I was not a kid when this came out but as a kid watching it I don't I, I would have been like whoa that's happening yeah I was babysat by um a, a very religious family and they had two kids that were my age and I asked them if they like, could we watch Anastasia? And they're like, our mom won't let us watch it because it had purgatory and demons. And like, mm-hmm. and it was, I don't know. It was just one of those like first moments where I was like, okay, <laughs> it's not that bad a movie. Like it's a good movie. You don't have to believe that that exists to enjoy the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, I also do remember that moment of being like, huh, interesting um yeah it's just it's it's the music's so good and I feel like they did a really good job trying to be as historically like quote-unquote historically accurate the things they wanted to be not could be but wanted to be and then we're able to go from there I've also like uh, so I watched this last night all day yesterday and still today I've had heart don't fail me now like stuck in my head (laughs) like those songs are an earworm (laughs) yeah well and that's uh, going back to the musical in the dark of the night they still use it they just don't sing it like that music is everywhere in that music because they knew it was good Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how how dare you I um oh what was I gonna say huh uh no I'm so sad. Um, anyway, I'll remember it. You took me on a journey. I know. I'm sorry. That'll be one of our films. But um, films. One of our TikToks. I'll cut it in post. I'll cut it. Um, I'll cut it out. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, I um, I'm glad we talked about it. That's all. And Grandmama, it's me, Anastasia, is still so good. Anything else, Julie? No. Okay. Other than I can't believe that woman in the orphanage didn't take her gold necklace for 18 years. Oh, yes. 
Oh, I was going to, this is what I was going to say is that it was also a princess that like, she's a princess that um, stood up for herself, fought back. You never saw a princess like throw a punch or a slap before. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that slap, whenever he did, like she finds out he was disrespecting her. Ooh, Ugh. yeah. And that's when my feminism started. Um, in the ballet. In, yes. As a ballet. Um, and yeah, and she fights back and like truly fights back. And she also doesn't dress like a princess until the very end and then gets torn up and she still like rocks it. So she's just a good, she's a good like quote unquote princess. So, all right, Julie. One out of 10 music boxes your grandma gave you. What would you give this movie? I'm going to give him an eight. Okay. I don't have a specific reason other than an eight. Okay. All right. That's really exactly how the writers came in. They're like, we want to do an Anastasia movie. We don't have a specific reason. We're doing it. Um, I'm going to give it a 10. I love it. For rewatch value. For your 10. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, 100% rewatch value. Ugh. Yeah. I had to rent um, this movie, which I'm like, I should own this. How do I not own this? I know. I knew this was something we'd have to rent. Um, and I apologize, but uh, we had we had to do it. The rest, the rest, I won't make you rent anything else the rest of the year. <laughs> um, okay. Julie, what do you have to look forward to? Um, big, big day for me. I, um, I have not been able to get my tomatoes to grow this mm-hmm. year. And I went to a friend's house and they had a raised garden bed mm-hmm. that had like the water reservoir in the bottom and the fucking tomatoes were just, they were Gorgeous. like, we can't, we can't get rid of them enough. And they were beautiful and they were fresh. And so I ordered a raised garden bed, not the ones that sit on the ground, like the ones that are like, you don't have to bend down. Here's the oh, water. Nice. The red. Like I just, I bit the bullet and it gets here today, supposedly. <gasps> nice. So I'm going to transfer all of my tomatoes there and just, I just want some tomatoes. Okay. Planted these assholes from seed in March. Yeah. I have nothing to show for it. Just leaves. Yeah. Next time I'm just going to buy a tomato plant. This is bullshit. (laughs) Um, I have to look forward to, this is going to be very vague, but I kind of just want to say it like this. I have to look forward to things I'm not allowed to say yet. You know what I mean? Like, yes. Do you know I know how, these things? You know some of them. Oh. Yeah. Like, you know how there are things you're like, I can't say that yet. Or like, I have to sign a few things. Or like, I don't want to say that yet because I don't want to jinx it, but it's very mm-hmm. close. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there are, there are, yeah, there are just, th- where before it was like, <laughs> we were during like 2020 and doing our other podcasts, we're like, I have um, DoorDash coming in five minutes. Like, we, <laughs> we really had nothing outside of like our little pod and just, yeah, so things are happening, and I'm excited, and all of that. So yeah. <laughs> um, that being said, things that you can look forward to: buying our merch. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Yeah. If you don't, if you haven't seen our merch, um, it's not your typical. We do have our logo. It's great, but we also have every movie is better with Brendan Fraser merch. We have. Uh, fancy daddy build poem of uh, fancy daddy poem who has a son in Top Gun Maverick. Oh, we didn't talk. Who I didn't know. And when I saw that movie, sorry, listeners, when I saw that movie, that character, 
I leaned to my partner and I was like, if he dies, I will burn this fucking theater down because it's just such a lovable character is what I said like the first two minutes. I haven't seen the movie. Okay. I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna spoil it. It's just the first Top Gun, a very famous character dies. So you're just kind of expecting Thanks someone to, you know? Um, and I was like, if it's him. So Fancy Daddy Bill Pullman has a son in our age range. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's it. That's it. That's she wrote. <laughs> That's all I wrote. Uh, bye, listeners. Thank you bye. for listening. Bye. Podcast is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other productions, please visit thetridentnetwork.com.